Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Sinclair Broadcasting, the largest owner of local television stations in the country, recently required news anchors at its almost 200 television stations to read from the same script condemning media bias and fake news. The concern is that staunchly conservative Sinclair was parroting President Trump, mixing politics with news, and perhaps seeking favorable treatment from the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. Sinclair says it's legitimate to be critical of media bias. Sinclair may soon be the owner of three TV stations in St. Louis. With me in studio to talk about it all is Shula Newman, St. Louis Public Radio Executive News Editor, and Bill Freivogel, Journalism Professor at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. Uh, Carbondale, that is. Thank you both for being with us. Good to have you. Hello. Bill, uh, let me begin with you. What, what do you make of this, uh, this whole Sinclair thing? There's been a lot of criticism of the, uh, of the action. Is it justified? The criticism. I think the I think the criticism is justified. I mean, if you just looked at the at the transcript, I mean, you might say, "Well, what's the problem?" Of course, nobody wants fake news. No, no professional journalist wants fake news. The trouble is that that Sinclair, if you know the context, uh, Sinclair is adopting uh, President Trump's idea of fake news, which is actually the the real news that uh, Washington Post and the New York Times. Uh, uh, are broadcasting and uh, uh, and one you know one thing is that the the people who are the the Sinclair um, news people who were reading this script uh, were the anchors on their programs by and large and you know th- these are anchors who have built have, have spent oftentimes careers building reputations for credibility. And, you know, suddenly they are serving as the mouthpieces for this, um, you know, basically sort of pro-Trump take on on the media. And, uh, you know, local local TV news is really an important source of information, of, of political and public policy news uh, for the American people. A lot more people get their news from local TV news than they do from the nightly news or from newspapers, uh, for example. I think they're just sort of behind Facebook as yeah. as a leading source of news. I think they reach about 40 percent of the households in the uh, in the country. Shula, what's your take on it? So I, I – um I think I, I think it's fascinating, and I think it's very frightening. Um, what Sinclair had been doing for years was sending packages, pre-recorded packages, mm-hmm. to news stations and requiring them to run them. Which, you know, in and of itself, it's maybe the same you could say as us, uh, St. Louis Public Radio, the way that we work. You know, we run Morning Edition, and we run All Things Considered. Um, you know, nobody's telling us we have to run those shows, um, but they are part of our of our the mix of of things that we put on the air but for local tv stations they are really serving a local community. And as Bill said, the, especially the news anchors that have been here forever, um, you know, they, part of what makes them so effective is the relationship that they have with the community. So, so okay, so first the Sinclair is encroaching on the autonomy of these local stations by saying, here's a segment that you must run. That's interesting. And then it's also the here's commentary that must run. And the commentaries were always very right-leaning and made a lot of news directors uncomfortable. And yet they have to run them, so they run them. But then to take it to this next step of putting words in people's mouths and putting words, as you say, at these trusted living room characters, um, I, I find that very, very disturbing. And, and especially because the script, which I wish I brought a copy with me, um, 
you know, basically puts out a lot of statements without any substantiation that other news organizations are putting out stories without fact checking. It's like I don't point point me to a legitimate news organization mm-hmm. that is doing that. Um, you know, so so it's, it was very um, it's very disturbing. Sinclair says it's concerned about the troubling trend of irresponsible one sided news stories plaguing the country today. Plaguing. Mm. Is there really a difference between this and a newspaper editorial? Yes, because a newspaper editorial is in a section of the paper that is, you know, it, whose mission is this is our angle, this is what we think about a certain issue. Um, it's not forcing the journalists, the you know, the the Rachel Littmans of the world, to go out and um, and say you you can only report this story from this angle, you know, or you can, you can only say these things. It's very different. It absolutely crosses the line. Bill, which brings to mind the other point that this this certainly was not labeled as opinion or commentary. It wasn't labeled at all. No, it wasn't. Uh, I, quite quite a, quite a number of their must reads, must carry pieces that are commentaries are labeled, I believe, as commentary. Uh, you know, and they're oftentimes by like former Trump administration spokespeople like uh, like Boris Epstein uh, you know, on there various... There's also the head of Sinclair themselves who, yeah. who did a couple of those. Right, <laughs> right. So, so, so those, those oftentimes have been labeled, but this was not. Yeah. Uh, conservative columnist uh, Jonah Goldberg in USA Today wrote a couple of days ago that cable networks do the same thing in a different way in their promotional material. Uh, is he right on that or is he wrong? They, they are well, promoting themselves in a specific point of view. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be glad to to, uh, to criticize some of the cable networks as well. I mean, I listen to a lot of uh, CNN, MSNBC, uh, Fox News on my way back and forth to Carbondale. Uh, will give me plenty of time to do that. And, you know, they're all three are incredibly biased. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they hurt their credibility uh, by doing that. Now, I wouldn't put them all in exactly the same. Uh, each is sort of a different a different issue. Um, uh, you know, Fox News has got these people like uh, Fox and Friends and Hannity, uh, you know, Hannity coming up with, uh, you know, these conspiracy theories that have, have no basis at all. Uh, you don't find that kind of thing on MSNBC or CNN. But you do find, you know, on both of those uh, cable networks, you find a very heavy slant mm-hmm. against uh, President Trump. Mm-hmm. Right. I happen on to MSNBC. agree with it. But, <laughs> but <laughs> Especially on MSNBC, yeah. where they give somebody like Rachel Maddow the um, ability to to step away, mm-hmm. and I put quotes around that, mm-hmm. from her role mm-hmm. as a, a journalist to give her commentaries, which are very slanted to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she's supposed to – but then I don't understand how you can take that same person and have her step back into the role of an unbiased journalist mm-hmm. um, when you know what her bias is the whole mm-hmm. time. You, you've talked to some television people, I understand, Shula. What, what is their response uh, to this? Most of them are horrified by it. Yeah. And, and they've known people who are in the television um, world. They, you know, they've heard about this for a while. It wasn't mm-hmm. news to them. Of course, this la- this latest bit with the, you know, having the anchors actually read a script is is different. But um, apparently, in in Cincinnati, um, the the anchor that read the script um, has been getting death threats, mm-hmm. um, which is terrifying oh, in and of itself. And um, and this uh, the actually the local public radio station in Cincinnati reported on this. I am very proud to say, um, but they. Um, Part of the the point of the the question was why why would somebody do this? Why would uh, uh, somebody a thirty year veteran uh, anchor on the local news on the evening news? Why wouldn't he just say no to, to read? Only this? one station did in the entire country of the hundred and ninety or so. That right. was in Madison, Wisconsin. In Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, well, they call it the golden handcuffs in television. You know, they make pretty good money, and they don't want to jeopardize that. So well, that may be playing a role. Right, right, especially yeah. with their contracts that, course, that have them give an awful lot of that money back. We have a tweet here from Dan who writes, Can you talk about how Sinclair is able to replace a traditional newscast with an opinion-based show like the Allman Report? Seems like a break in the promise to devote time to local news coverage. Any thoughts on that? Well, I do think it makes it, I mean, you know, one thing that Sinclair has said in connection with the purchase of the Tribune Company and the fact that they'd end up with three uh, stations here in St. Louis is that, well, uh, they will sell Channel 11 and on Channel 2 they will uh, have all sorts of local news programs, I think five or six during the day. Mm-hmm. But if you look at their track record at Channel 30, uh, it really makes you wonder whether we can count on that kind of a pledge because Allman um, I mean, the the, uh, the Media Matters group has has called him uh, a Hannity wannabe, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly, you know, he has trafficked in the same kind of conspiracy theories that Hannity did. You know, the Seth Rich uh, claimed, uh, you know, assassination of a DNC person that was turned out to be have have no truth mm-hmm. at all. So, yeah, I think you have to wonder about can we really take their promises seriously. Allman is only there because Sinclair, when it owned, uh, first came into uh, and purchased uh, Channel 30, fired the entire news department, just disbanded it, and went to uh, Frasier rerun. So, I mean, they didn't have any commitment to uh, to news when they came into St. Louis. No, and, and I don't I don't think that Sinclair is known for uh, having a track record of really improving local news. I mean, think about these these comment these must run features that they are sending in. This is on national stuff. This isn't this isn't like local investigative reporting like they claim they're going to give us at, at Channel Two if they get the if they get the, if they get the takeover. There's an interesting slant to this story too, and that is the the FCC has to rule yet on uh, these, this, this purchase, this big blockbuster purchase of some 40 television stations. You're nodding, Shula. It make, makes a lot of people think that what uh, they're trying to do is to bow down to Mr. Trump so they get this thing pushed through the FCC. They've been bowing down to Trump for a long time. <laughs> Apparently, um, the owner of, of, uh, of uh, um, Sinclair has uh, very close relationships with Ajit Pai, the current head of the FCC. Um, and it's a uh, I was reading one article that uh, said that, you know, for for years, even before uh, Trump came into office, they were already talking with Pi about um, about, you know, uh, basically getting rid of a lot of the regulations from the Obama era, especially. And in fact, I was reading the FCC's website this morning. Part of their stated mission now. Point number four, I believe, of the overview was to um, deregulate the the FCC, um, which basically gives companies like Sinclair the ability to purchase more stations and to grow even bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree, the track record that Sinclair has coming in, the, the their thinking is, oh, if we deregulate and own more stations, then um, we can provide more resources to local stations and upgrade the equipment and, and do everything so that local stations are that much stronger. But instead, they're also able to sort of strong arm local stations and local journalists into reporting on things and giving them these pieces that are, are mandated on a national level that are not relevant to local news. We, uh, you know, we talk about undermining the credibility of their own people uh, who have read, the, read these statements. Bill, I wonder if uh, that can extend to non-Sinclair stations where the public might become suspicious and curious as to whether or not they are, are uh, reading a party line script of some sort. Well, I think it, it could well do that because, you know, I don't think that the typical 
viewer knows who owns the this, the station. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. Right. I, I bet most people don't realize that Sinclair uh, owns uh, Channel Thirty. Uh, so yeah, I think it's. I think the tif- typical viewer is is not going to know exactly what anchor it is. He shouldn't. He or she shouldn't trust, mm-hmm. and just will be more generally distrustful. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of calls uh, coming in. Let's take those and see what people have on their minds. We'll start with uh, David calling from Webster Groves. David, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, thanks so much. Um, first, I have to get in a plug here. Shula, your uh, time on the uh, fundraisers is always my favorite. I will actually tune in for that. Yay, your, thank your you. Brand, <laughs> your brand of comedy sits really well with me. <laughs> anyway, um, what I had to say is I know this um, Sinclair piece is really railing against fake news, but I think it's really important to talk about what do they mean by the definition of fake Um, basically what it means in 2018 is just information that's unfriendly to the president. Um, It doesn't mean that it's not factual. It doesn't mean that it's not true. It doesn't mean that someone didn't actually witness this and can measure it, and it happened. It's just he doesn't want it said publicly, therefore um, it's fake. It's kind of like the difference between sin and shame. Sin is doing the bad act, and shame is having to deal with it. Um, and I think it, that's really what this whole, um, and honestly, it's now a generation of, um, of, of people who see fake news. And well, just because I don't want to know that, I don't want to believe it, I just can now disregard it. David, thank so. you for the call. I mean, I think you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you you know, right after the 2016 election, there were a lot of stories about how there had been fake news going around that might have affected truly fake news, uh, false news, you know, like the Comet Pizza Parlor. uh, Baby Gate or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, that Hillary Clinton was supposedly involved Mm -hmm. in. That was really just, you know, being being broadcast, being uh, spread by Russian uh, uh, Russian operatives, and so so there was this 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 initial the fake news. Maybe it had some effect on the election, and and Trump in, in, in sort of a very brilliant way, uh, you know, sort of a political jujitsu, uh, like appropriated that phrase and sudden and and pasted it on all of the media he didn't like. You know the. The, uh, the the Amazon, Washington Post, uh, CNN, uh, 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 New York Times, and so so when we see Sinclair using the fake news, they're using it in they're using the, the it from the the Trump uh, dictionary, the Trumpian uh, perspective, yeah. <laughs> which isn't fake news. Interestingly, this term fake news is caught on around the world. Right, yeah. and all over the world, they're they're yeah. using that. I think I just read that it was is it Malaysia or Singapore, one of those countries is uh, you know. Uh, Making it illegal to to broadcast fake news. Of course, again, there the fake news they don't like is the stuff that's criticizing the people sure. running the country. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's take another call. Ron joins us. He's calling from St. Louis. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, yes, I was calling. I, I believe that this type of um, use of the airways, um, which belong to the public by a private corporation to promote their ideology and their candidate, is wrong. And I urge that the listeners across the country identify the, the advertisers on Sinclair stations and boycott them. This would be a great idea for young young people in journalism, school across the country, and uh, people who care about the, the, the right to vote and, and be represented to um, uh, show them that, okay, if they want to put fake news on, we're going to identify your your uh, advertisers and uh, tell our, our constituents not to use them. Ron, thank you so much for the call. Well, he makes an interesting point. The airwaves do belong to the people, mm-hmm. theoretically. 
And, yeah. and boycotts have been successful. Yeah, the power uh, of the purse. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, what, Laura Ingram was just uh, mm-hmm. had a boycott against her uh, for criticizing the uh, is the it student from, from, yeah, from Parkland. From Parkland, yeah. yeah. So those things can have an effect. Yep. Here uh, is another statement or part of a statement from Sinclair. Uh, Sinclair accuses some media of trying to control what people think. I mean, that's their complaint. But isn't this action that they've just <laughs> accomplished really kind of the same thing? Isn't that, though, um, what propaganda is all about? Yeah. I mean, this is you – know, there's um, – I once saw this wonderful exhibit at the Holocaust Museum in D.C., actually, that was all about propaganda and how the Nazi propaganda machine worked. And it worked through things like this, you know, mm-hmm. by calling out everything that they don't think supports their vision as being improper as and, and replacing it with their vision that – that that's this horrible cycle of like what we're telling you is truth even though it's not truth mm-hmm. but but you say it enough times it becomes true. It's it's always a question to equate anyone with Nazis or Nazism. I'm not but equating. You, no, no, Nazism. but you but you hear this all the time yeah. with regard to picking out scapegoats in society, people to pick on immigrants and mm-hmm. and, and blacks and what have you. So you hear it a lot. I think I was making the equa- the equation more more because if if anything that we can learn from from history about Nazi Germany is that they were brilliant in their propaganda and mm-hmm. their use of propaganda. And and this is and I'm not saying that Trump is like the Nazis at all. Oh. I'm just saying that if they're oh. using smart methods for propaganda. I mean, I think Sinclair. In, in in that statement you just read is sort of using the same kind of jujitsu that that Trump did. You know, they they just have put out propaganda that they've required their anchors to read, and they get criticized, and so they call the other guy mm-hmm. the the critics of propaganda. I mean, we really have to con- be concerned about the situation where we have these big lies mm-hmm. that are being propagated by the most powerful office in the world mm-hmm. uh, as as true, like that uh, the Amazon owns the Washington Post. It mm-hmm. doesn't. Right, <laughs> the, the CEO of Amazon owns the Washington Post, or that uh, all these um, these uh, Mexicans coming to the United States are rapists. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these are these big lies are being propagated, propagated, and to set us against each one another. But you're, you're an attorney, also, as well as a journalist, yeah. Bill. Is there anything inherently illegal about this action? No. You can First Amendment First protects Amendment. political lies. Mm. <laughs> We have to wrap this up. A final thought, Shula, something you feel needs to be said? I, I'm still um, – I, I went down the – into the rabbit hole about the FCC and how it's been changing the policies. And I still think that um, the whole reason that they are deregulating the FCC at Sinclair's request – is supposedly to put Sinclair on equal footing with the CNNs of the world and mm-hmm. the MSNBCs, which, you know, are, are cable, mm-hmm. essentially. And and I think it's very just interesting that now Sinclair is able to do what they are claiming the CNNs and the Fox News of the world can do. They say that the 190 or 200 stations that Sinclair owns, assuming this uh, this purchase 200. goes through, mm-hmm. will be 200 uh, – Fox, Fox News channels, uh, <laughs> you know, the, mm-hmm. sh- the short version of yeah, them, yeah. but the same thing. Bill, a final thought? Well, I just think Sinclair is sort of this station that no one's heard, exactly heard about, but they could have more influence uh, on on people's news intake than than the ones we have heard about. Right. Okay. Thank you both for being with us, Shula Newman and Bill Freivogel. Interesting discussion. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about it as time goes on. Thank you. Coming up, Metro wants your input on improving bus service. That's next on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.